Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and those in our community. This is our third episode and our last episode in this really short series, but really pretty important series about harmony triads. And so we're going to be talking about the three, six, and nine. Let's go intro. the Enneagram? Are you serious about growing and being liberated? Do you love to learn and grow in a safe community? Well, my Kaizen Community Enneagram program is perfect for you. I teach 12 weekly classes on Thursday night. I am only taking around 15 people. I would rattle off more details and all the benefits, but I'm pretty sure you would rather read them and get back to this episode. So simply go to kaizen-enneagram-community .mn.co or check out the show notes or find the IG page bio with the link tree or go to kaizencareers.com to find out more information. Learn and grow in safe community with others who love the Enneagram. Sign up while spots are still available. Hope to see you there. All right. In this episode, when I talk about Harmony Triads, if you haven't heard the other two, I get a lot of this information from Marianne Gilbert, who got this from Helen Palmer, who did some work in Esalon with a Aikido kind of a martial arts master. And they blended some of the key principles of Aikido and the Enneagram, really, the Harmony Triads. And so the Harmony Triads is connected to, if I'm not mistaken, to Dr. David Daniels, who did a lot of work there. This approach is going to be a little bit different than his original findings and the way that he uses it, but it's going to have some things that overlap quite a bit. What are the Harmony Triads? So it connects the numbers who actually don't have a line to their missing center. So three, six, and nine, I guess they're lucky in a sense. The way that they have harmony is already within the normal triangle that they are because each one of them are kind of like anchor points for each center of intelligence. So three, six, and nine are all different anchor points for the different centers of intelligence because they're the middle of them and they already connect to someone in each triad through arrow lines. For the other ones, they are considered sometimes invisible triangles. So if you think about the seven and the four being connected and the five and the two being able to connect to different places on the Enneagram where they may not have direct access to uh, with the lines. A lot of this deals with part of the process Enneagram. And also this episode is, just want to say, it's more intermediate than like introductory or beginning. So if you are kind of new to Enneagram, this may not be the best place to start. You may want to go back a few episodes and really catch up then. When we talk about this space in the Enneagram, we're talking about an overlap of the Enneagram of personality and the Enneagram of process, which the Enneagram of process is like the law of three, law of seven, law of one. It's actually looking at the physical shape of the Enneagram and what the actual impact it has on us and what it means for like greater growth and a deeper awareness and those things. Now, the Enneagram of personality overlaps there because now we're talking about how do we find harmony within types because there is something always kind of missing 
coming from just one personality alone. And so what happens is we lose the ability to be harmonious. And so we're missing something. So what the harmony triads really give us is a doorway into how do we find an access to harmony that we can truly have so that we can be more healthy and live more harmoniously in life and with the essence and with life force. It's going to be talking a little bit about the life force and the essence quality a little bit in this episode as well. And the life force and essence quality is really thinking about in terms, it's this central energy of the entity that created us, basically. And this is why it's so valuable, because it connects us to something that's much greater than ourselves. And we're not just stuck in our types. We have to become human before we become more than human and connect to the spiritual. This is basically a part of it, that life force part is connecting us to something much greater than ourselves. That is that essential entity that connects us and gives us the actual force to actually keep living, to driving forward, to moving forward, deeply developing different things in this world. What's very important is that each one of our types actually does something that hinders us to connect fully with the life force. The harmony triads help us to remedy that. So the harmony triads can actually be used in a couple of different ways. And today we're going to talk about how it connects to the principles of Aikido and life force, how that harmony actually manifests itself. And also a little bit more of how it speaks to 369 about being awake, because each one of them tends to be asleep in some type of way. The life force principle that 369s all struggle with is the principle of blend. So what is blend? Blend is when you talk about overlapping it with principles of Aikido, it involves self and other, and it has a way of making a harmonious way of connecting and synthesizing everything that happens. Nothing gets lost in anything. Nothing gets submerged in anything, but both become in more of a symbiotic relationship to each other. You may be able to start to catch this if you're a 369 or you understand how 369s kind of work. One of the basic things is that there's a tendency for 369 to get lost or try to overblend. And so blending, and when you think about the life force and trying to connect those two, it is how do you as a person blend with other people without losing yourself? Because 369s tend to lose themselves inside of other people, inside of other things, where they don't fully show up. We're going to talk about that in this episode and just how the life force being able to harmoniously blend with others and other people so that you're able to access more of the life force in the way that you live your life, which gives you way more personal autonomy, inner and outer autonomy to truly be more of who you truly are so you can show up who you are. For threes, when it comes to life force, threes become disharmonious because they are trying to blend way too strongly into the acceptable image in their space. So many times the controlled blend is from deep impressions from their parental figures and usually the father from what I found. Disharmony usually creates a disconnection from their own hearts. This overblending leads to compartmentalized versions of themselves, pulling one version out at a time as they feel is needed in that space. The trouble is that these images many times actually work to be impressive, which reinforces the ego structure to keep it up. The other troubling issue is that their users 
usually constantly leaving their full, authentic selves somewhere compartmentalized without a deep connection with their heart when they are with people. That leads to the other part of harmony which three struggle within themselves, and that's moving from dishonesty of whom they bring to places to deep honesty of whom they bring to places. So when we talk about honesty and dishonesty in threes, we're not necessarily talking about verbally lying in a sense. We're talking about who do they authentically bring to the space and that being in a very honest place for them to share. So that's very important and it's tricky for threes simply because many times they put out their compartmentalized version that's acceptable in that situation or that'll be approved of or that is quote unquote success in that arena. And a lot of times it is successful. And so it just reinforces the type three's ego not to show more of their authentic selves in that space. For type sixes, when we talk about the trouble of blending, sixes have a challenge with the life force blend because they overblend with external support systems. This leads to a disconnection from their dominant center of intelligence, their own minds. External support can range from family, friends, religion, rules, school, and any form of authority. All the things I named have a tendency to provide a certain structure, which helps sixes feel more certainty and security in life. The biggest problem is that losing harmony with their minds makes them question themselves. I mean, question their own solidity, their ability to know in their bones and heart. These are the components of us that literally give us the most support to be in this world. So sixes forget and negate themselves when they underblend with their own inner knowing. This leads to other areas of struggle for them not being awake. And that means missing harmony in ways that they actually are not being able to move towards courage. And so the key would be moving from cowardice and actually into courage. And this all leads to major overthinking for sixes, which creates bodily anxiety and eventually a loss of trust in some parts of themselves, though the indecision may actually be aimed externally. So this is so important for sixes to understand as well, because it gets really tricky when you doubt your own mind and that's your center of intelligence, the main way you operate within the world. Because now the other parts of you, you know, you have major doubts because it's all coming from the head center, which questions, which doesn't necessarily 100% know things. It questions, it analyzes, it tries to put things together, those things. But the body and the heart, they know a little bit more than the head does in that sense. It's a little bit deeper teaching, but I'm going to leave it there. We'll talk about more of that later. Nines. So nines have a challenge with the life force blend because they mistake it with merging. They do not move with people. They try to move into people. Nines overblend and also can move into routines or certain actions or doing instead of doing their own. Nines overblend with what others do or just parts of doing that become extra comfortable. This is why they lose harmony and disconnection from their body center. It is deeply intertwined with doing as others do or have done. This usually connects with their dominant instinct, self-pres, super close environment, parental figure impressions, and uh, routines are things that they can get stuck and lose harmony and get stuck in blending, merging into and not blending. Social, what is the group doing and what do they need to do, quote unquote. Sexual types, dominant types, what is their partner doing or their passion doing or what other person is doing something that they feel they should be doing. This is a big reason why the actions of the nines can be discoordinated with what they want in life. When there's a disconnect from the body, there's a disconnect with anger. Anger fuels boundaries and making choices for yourself. 
That brings us also to the other form of harmony that nine struggle with, and that is actually being awake and moving to an awakened conscious. A big part of that is moving from being sleep to self completely to moving to being awake to self and knowing what's going on with self and being involved in your life with self and not allowing life to just go by, but engaging in it, stepping forward, creating action that you want to put in the world. And so for the nines, uh, the three and the six arrow, help them to truly wake up to themselves and see what they want. It's me again in another one of those funny commercials to remind you that the Kaizen Community Enneagram program is having open sessions. I do two cohorts a year. One starts in January, one starts in August. In this program, you will feel heard, seen, and connected. You will leave the program with way more knowledge, a deeper level of growth, and some lifelong friends. To sign up and learn more, go to kaizen-enneagram-community.mn.co or see the show notes or the Instagram bio link tree. All right, back to the episode. All right. So, you know, I always want to give a practical way that you can actually maybe step into work with these different parts of each episode. The parts that I can can always work with all of them as in a practical way. Some of them are on a whole deeper level of internal things you have to work on. Now, how do you work with blend? That's the question, because now trying to even understand blend is like, okay, what is this guy talking about? I'm trying to catch it, but I'm not exactly sure what he's talking about. So how to work with blend? One thing is somatics, meditation, and breathing. These things are all going to help you to show up so that you can blend. Because remember, if you're a three, six, or nine, you have a way of your authentic self disappearing from spaces with other people in them a lot of times. You have a way of not showing up authentically as you can be there, all parts of you. Somatic work, meditation, and breathing, contemplative practices, they help you to become present with other centers of your body to get in touch with them so you can actually befriend them. And what's unique about the three, six, and nine, a lot of times the relationship that they need to cultivate the most is actually the one that's their center of intelligence. So for nines, it's that body coming online with the body, really getting to know your body. What is it saying? What is it doing? What is it asking for? All these different messages that the body gives you. For threes, it's coming online with the heart, really befriending your heart knowing what does your heart really want? What is your heart really feeling in this and what truths are coming from it? And then from the head type, number six, you're talking about really befriending your mind and understanding that part of the rumination in your mind is part of a defense structure trying to prepare you for different things. But how can you befriend it so that it doesn't necessarily spiral you out, but use it for those high, amazing, wonderful qualities that it do have to help you to be more present and engage more so that you don't disappear as a person authentically when you're with other people. For threes, craft a representative for your most authentic self. So we talked about compartmentalizing in one way. And what I find that's important sometimes is we need someone to represent different parts of us different times, or those parts won't get a lot of shine. So you need a representative or advocate to speak up for you, your own internal advocate or representative to speak up for your authentic self. Allow your representative to show up for your head, body, and heart, especially when it comes to your heart. You may need to craft an image for each center of intelligence, a representative or agent that says, rest your mind for you have been focusing on work for so long or relax your body because you have been overdoing it. And a representative that says, engage and tend to your heart deeply. That's very important. So your most authentic self can show up. Type six, cultivate 
and discover your internal support systems. Don't outsource them. Allow yourself to build trust in your internal resources. Learning to trust your somatic sensate body, build a healthy relationship with your heart and mind, and your body knows, your heart feels, and your mind thinks. When uncertain, ask each sensor about the decision. What do I know to be true from the body? How does my heart feel about this? What are my thoughts around it? And usually when you do this, you're able to get more better clarifying information on a decision to actually make because the body usually gives very direct information. It's like, yes, we can or we can't, or this is how I feel about this in a sensate way. The heart is going to help you to understand what connections and how is it connecting to you or to others and what needs to be there or not need to be there, give you different information. Then your mind is going to give you kind of a the ability to analyze the whole situation, to really think about it from a standpoint of seeing it from different angles and perspective. I definitely encourage you to discover and cultivate those internal support systems so you don't outsource them and so that you make the best choices for yourself or decisions so that you can actually show up more authentically and actually blend with the life force and with other people where you are authentically and really showing up. For type nines, don't merge, blend. I had to look these words up because I wondered what was the difference. Because on the surface, if you're not like a wordsmith or you, I guess, study certain types of science or something like that, you may think that merging and blending is basically the same thing. They're similar, but they're not the same. So I looked up the definition. And for merge, it means to really be enveloped by one entity. So it means to cause to be swallowed up, to immerse, to sink, or to absorb, or to be sunk or lost. Now, blend is actually to mix and mingle together. This is a oneness of two separate entities coming together in a unique and intimate way. And so one thing is not being sucked up or swallowed up. Blend is too different, too unique, too authentic, amazing people things coming together and they're actually blending in a way that creates something new and unique out of qualities of both people of both entities involved in making that new oneness. And so it's not anyone losing themselves. So for nines, don't merge, blend. Allow you to do you in the midst of others doing themselves. You don't have to shrink, be voiceless, just nod and go along until you're able to get away from them or even be egoically stubborn. You can share your opinion, your voice, your feelings, your anger, discomfort, and boundaries while still being connected to others. And if they can't handle you being you and sharing you, then you probably need to reevaluate whom you allocate your time around. Because it's very important, especially for nines, to make sure you're aware who you spend your time around. Because a lot of times relationships will be formed, especially by nines sometimes, in sixes and threes to a degree, where you're so used to being in this role when you're around this person or this group that it's very very hard not to do that without you having to make a relationship change or with having to get and move out of that relationship. So sometimes that happens and that can be hard for three, sixes and especially nine. But it's important if you're going to continue to grow, because if you stay in that same situation, very rarely does the person who is trying to do the growth work just move a whole lot of people who may not be in that growth mindset, move them towards a little bit of more growth. A lot of times it can be the opposite way. So be very careful with that. 
that's all I had to share for this episode. I hope for especially three sixes and nines and anyone listening that blend started to make some sense when it comes to blend in the life force and being able to not lose yourself of who you are, the essential qualities, the beautiful parts of you, the authentic pieces of you, and not just personality, but the real deep substance of who you are doesn't get lost when you are in contact with other people in the life force. Hopefully this made some sense to you in this episode, and I hope you can continue to do your work, grow, develop. And so that's all I have for this episode. And just a reminder that the KSEP August program is open. You can sign up now. It's a 12-week community-based program, and it's just a bunch of amazing people going deep into their growth in community and actually moving forward. All the info will be in the show notes. And so for three seasons and nines, if you feel yourself about to lose yourself within the midst of people, take a deep breath, breathe, and make a wiser choice to bring your most authentic self to that space so that you blend in a healthy way and do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.